taking some passages from the Gospels um, under the heading of the hard sayings of Jesus. And um, we've looked at various uh, uh, passages. And today I want to look at um, two parables that uh, Jesus tells in, there they go. Okay, if you, if you have a Bible with you and you want to uh, follow the reading, uh, the first one is from Luke chapter 14, um, reading from verse um, 16, and then we'll be flicking over to um, Matthew 22. The parable of the great banquet. Jesus replied, a certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who had been invited, Come, for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said, I have just bought a field, and I must go and see it. Please excuse me. Another said, I have just bought five yoke of oxen, and on, I'm on my way to try them out. So I can't come. Another said, I've just got married, so I can't come. The servant came back and reported this to the master. Then the owner of the house became angry and ordered his servant, go out quickly into the streets and alleys of the town and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind and the lame. Sir, the servant said, what you have ordered has been done, but there is still room. Then the master told his servant, go out to the roads and country lanes and compel them to come in so that my house will be full. I tell you, not one of those who were invited will get a taste of my banquet. And then from Matthew, Jesus tells the similar story, but he varies it slightly. Jesus spoke to them again in parables. This is Matthew 22, verses 1 to 14. And he said, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who prepared a wedding banquet for his son. He sent out his servants to those who had been invited to the banquet to tell them to come, but they refused to come. Then he sent out some more servants and said, tell those who have been invited that I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and fattened cattle have been slaughtered and everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. But they paid no attention and went off, one to his field another to his business, and the rest seized the servants, ill-treated them, and killed them. The king was enraged. He sent his army and destroyed those murderers and burned their city. And then he said to his servants, the wedding banquet is ready, but those I invited did not deserve to come. So go into the street corners and invite to the banquet anyone you find. So the servants went out into the streets and gathered all the people they could find, the bad as well as the good, and the wedding hall was filled with guests. When the king came in to see the guest, he noticed a man who was there not wearing wedding clothes. And he asked, how did you get in here without wedding clothes, friend? The man was speechless. And the king told the attendants, tie him hand and foot and throw him outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are invited, but few are chosen. 
Let's just pray together. Thank you for the Bible. Thank you that we have the words of Jesus that we can look at day by day. We pray that your word will inspire us and mold us and by your spirit you will change us. Help us to understand what you're saying this morning, Lord Jesus. And in your name we pray. Amen. Another, I came across another version of that parable, a real story, uh, that appeared in the uh, Boston Globe uh, in their June edition 1990 of the most unusual wedding banquet. And uh, accompanied by her fiancé, a young woman went to the Hyatt Hotel in downtown Boston and there they gathered to discuss the wedding banquet, the uh, menu that they would have. They poured over the, uh, the menu options. They made selections of china and silver and pointed to the pictures of the flower arrangements that they liked. And they both had kind of expensive tastes. So the bill came to just under $20,000. And after leaving a down payment, a deposit for half the amount... The couple went home, and they began to finalize the preparations for the wedding. The day the invitations were supposed to be posted out, the potential groom got cold feet. I'm just not sure. It's a big commitment. I can't go through with it. It's not you, it's me. When his upset fiancé returned to the Hyatt Hotel to cancel the banquet, the events manager couldn't be more sympathetic, but about a refund, she had bad news. The contract was binding. They were only entitled to 20% of the refund, of the uh, down payment. And you've got two options. You lose, forfeit the rest of the down payment, or go ahead with the banquet. She thought about it for a little while. And it seemed really crazy, but the more she thought about it, this jilted bride thought she liked the idea of just going ahead and having having the banquet, having just a big blowout. You see, a few years earlier, she'd been living homeless on the streets of Boston. And she'd got back on her feet. She'd found a good job, a really good job. She'd set aside some money for this lavish party. And she now had the wild notion of using her savings to treat all the down and outs of Boston for a night out on the town. And so it was on that night in June 1990 at the Hyatt Hotel. The hotel hosted a party such as it's never seen before. The hostess changed the menu to boneless chicken in honor of the groom. She sent out new invitations to the rescue missions, the homeless shelters right across the city. And on that warm summer night, people who were used to eating half-gnawed pizza off thrown away cardboard packs dined out in style. Waiters in tuxedos served bag ladies and vagrants and addicts. They sipped champagne and ate chocolate wedding cake and danced all night long to the melodies of the big band. What a wonderful story. What a story about grace. The kingdom of heaven is like that, says Jesus. 
In some senses, these parables are not, you know, hard sayings of Jesus. Well, hating your parents, that was pretty hard. And plucking out your eyes, that was hard. But this one, we're fairly okay with it, aren't we? Would we say this was a hard saying of Jesus? Maybe, maybe not. The meaning of the parables tend to be clear. God in Christ Jesus invites us all to his heavenly banquet of his kingdom. The invitations go far and wide. There is an RSVP to Jesus. But if you reject it, you won't be allowed in. In some ways, the hard saying is this. It's the offense of judgment, which is causing offense. It's interesting to note that Jesus loved having meals out. Do you love having meals? That's one of my favorite things, having meals out. In Luke itself, there are 10 meal scenes. It's like an alpha course in Luke's gospel. He's at the home of Levi, or Matthew, the tax collector. It's Zacchaeus, the chief tax collector. He's at the home of Mary and Martha. There are three times when he meets in the Pharisee, one of the Pharisees' homes. And then there's the Last Supper, and then there's the Emmaus meal, and, and then the resurrection appearances. It's no surprise, then, that Jesus seizes on the banquet as an apt image for the joy and the graciousness and the wonder of the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. Jesus says in Matthew, the kingdom of heaven is like this. And in his kingdom, everyone is invited to be part of his kingdom. But there is that harder side to the imagery that he paints. Only those who humbly accept the invitation, who come, who respond, will actually enter in and enjoy the meal. The point driven home in the parable that we've just read, the two parables, is that those who refuse the invitation cannot enter. Now, as we've seen, that parable appears in different forms in Luke and Matthew. Banquet in Luke is hosted by a, a certain man. A wedding celebration in Matthew's gospel. It's a celebration for the king's son. Jesus is talking about himself. Looking at Luke's version, an ordinary occasion becomes an extraordinary one when the invited guests dishonor the host. When we read it, we just think, oh, they've got other things to do. We've, we've all received those you know, emails, sorry, I can't come. But in, in, in this context, it would have been a deep dishonor to the host, declining at the last moment. In Matthew's uh, version, there's an expression of contempt, even acts of violence that escalate, culminating in the, in the murder of the servants of the king. Again, Jesus is making reference to the prophets and even to himself. And he ends with that saying, many are called, many are invited, but few are chosen. So the called are those who are invited. Who's invited? Everyone. The chosen ones are those who accept 
his invitation. We know that God doesn't want anyone to perish. And so he has come to rescue the world in Christ. And he offers that invitation to the whole world to come into his kingdom, the heavenly banquet. The invitation is to believe the good news, the gospel, enjoy its blessings. It goes out to all who will hear it. Luke's account takes place when Jesus went to eat at the home of a prominent Pharisee. The great and the good would have been there. Pharisee would have invited all the top knobs from his circle of friends. The prominent people, the important people. There were those who were seeking to trip Jesus up at that meal because he actually healed somebody at the beginning of that meal. And they accuse him of doing something that shouldn't be done on the Sabbath. And Jesus tells the story. In Luke's version, a certain man was preparing a great banquet. It should have been a grand evening. Invitations had been sent. And it's quite clear that those original invitations had been accepted. Because that's the way it was done in, in those days. You sent out the invitations, they replied. And then, because it took lots of time to prepare, you would send out the servants to say, everything's ready. It's time to come in. If you're a parent, you've done that, haven't you? You said, dinner's ready. Well, these days you text. <laughs> dinner's on the table. Come. Yet at the last minute, they refused to come. Every one of them. It's as if they've conspired to snub the host. And did you hear the excuses? I have bought a field. And I need to go and look at it. I mean, come on. Have you not already seen it before you bought it? Can you not see it tomorrow? No, I bought a field. I've got to go and look at it. I think that's a bit lame. How about the next one? I've just bought five team of oxen. Ten oxes. And I have to go and inspect them. You bought ten oxen without inspecting them? It's like buying a car without looking at the mileage and the logbook. And, you know, has it had any dings? Taking it for a test drive. No, I've, I've got ten oxen. I can't come. I've got to go and test them out. I've just got married, so I can't come. Oh, that sounds kind of reasonable, doesn't it? You knew marrieds. So I can't come. Really? Weddings in those days didn't take a day. I mean, weddings seem to take a long time even these days, don't they? You know, the whole day. But it was great. But in those days, it would be like a week or more. So you want to ask, well, if you just got, why weren't we invited? We should all be at your wedding feast. Weddings were planned long and eagerly awaited. There were events that were celebrated by the whole community. They would have been in every calendar on every town or nearby. But not this one. I've just got married. I can't come. 
Each in turn show contempt for the host. Contempt for God. Contempt for the Lord Jesus Christ. How does the host respond? The host's generosity will not be denied. He sends his servants out. He says, I want you to invite anyone who will come. Go and find the down and outs. Go and find the sick, the marginalized. Those who don't think they're good enough. Go and invite them. And bring them in. Urge them to come in. I want my banquet to be full. Full of the grateful. Full of the faithful. Full of those who have been saved. Jesus is talking about God's great banquet, the kingdom of heaven. There is coming a day when Jesus is going to return back to this earth and he's going to bring heaven with him and he's going to have a new heaven and a new earth. And with him are all those who have gone in faith before us and those who are left to his coming will meet with them. And we will inherit this new heaven and new earth and there will be the most amazing party you can ever imagine. The kingdom banquet. That we've all been invited to. It will be a celebration of God's victory over sin and death. It will be the inauguration of a new creation. A new humanity. A new community of God. Sinners transformed into saints by the lavish outrageous grace of God. But this is the hardness of this parable to us. What about those who don't get in? What about those who have refused? What about the person who is so good? They're such a good person. Do you know what? They're a better Christian than all the Christians that I've ever known. Do you know people like that? I know people like that. They're so good. Surely, they will get into the banquet. And all the ones who have done the most amazing things. Surely, they'll get into the banquet. Jesus says, if you've not replied, you won't get in. If you've snubbed the host, you won't get in. You can't get in on your own merit. There's that strange scene in the other parable of the man who turns up to the wedding, not in wedding clothes. And he can't get in. Well, he's, he's managed to gate crash, but the king says, no, he's not properly dressed. Throw him out. Have you ever wondered about that? We had an amazing moment in Karis and Steve's wedding where they were having pictures taken. And this, this lady from America just gate crashed the pictures. Kate was taking the photos. And I, I, I didn't see it happening, but I've seen the photos of this lady who's standing there with Stephen Carris. I don't know who she is. <laughs> and Kate probably thought she was part of the, the, the wedding banquet. Uh, you know, the invited guest. She wasn't. I'd have faced a dilemma had you turned up at the the actual wedding banquet. You weren't invited. You didn't reply. You've just gate crashed. 
And you'd say, don't be mean, Phil, let her in. There's plenty of food. Jesus, this is why it's hard. I have said it to me time and time again on Alpha. Why do you have to believe in Jesus to be saved? Surely if God loves everybody, he'll let everybody in. He has done everything possible to rescue us. The invitations have been sent out. He died for us on the cross. He has done everything possible. All we have to do is say, yes, please, I'm coming. These are not polite refusals. These are snubbing the host. Because it's about Jesus and what he's done. He is the one who gets us in. And in Matthew's gospel, he picks up that violence. Why is the church persecuted so much in the world? Because it hates Jesus. There wouldn't be persecution of Christians if they weren't standing up for Jesus. If they weren't saying Jesus is the only way. If they weren't sharing the gospel. That's why this parable is hard for us. Because if you're like me, you just want want everybody to come in. Everybody to come in. It's all right, you know. But if you turn up unforgiven without the wedding clothes, if you've tried to gate crash the party, you won't get in. As if you can get in on your own merit. Look at what I've done. Let me in. No. I had a crazy notion about, as I was just praying about this message about the next Alpha course. I know you're all inviting your friends, which is brilliant. Please do that. I want you to think of someone who you'd never think to invite because they would just blank you or say no to you, or there's someone that you think would never come, or there's someone on the margins of things that you, you think, I'm not sure that that would work. I want you to invite them. Just have the courage and go invite the person that you think would least say yes. I'll think about that for a while. I'll think about that. Some people don't think they're good enough to get in. I have heard it said to me, God wouldn't want anything to do with me. If he knew what I'd done, he does know what you've done. He wouldn't want anything to do with me. Well, let's just invite them. It's all we can do. Who are we in this passage? Who are we that we relate to in this parable? Are we the... I think we're the ones in the alleyways and the... I did nothing to earn God's grace. In fact, I snubbed him for years. But I've been allowed in by the grace of God. But when you come in, you also become a servant. And I think that's where we fit in as well in this parable. We're the ones going out and saying, yeah, the banquet's ready. Would you come? Would you come? Would you come on Alpha? Give it a go. Come for the first night. Would you come to one of the events that we're putting on over the autumn? We're an invitational people. Aren't we? If we don't invite anybody, who will? I've lost my place completely. (laughs) 
done that. Oh, it's so embarrassing. So embarrassing. I think you've got the gist. (laughs) That's why we find it hard, isn't it? How can Jesus be the only way? Because he is the only one. He is God himself come to this earth to save and rescue us. This salvation cannot be found in anyone else. And so we're the ones who offer the invitation. I hope you'll take that challenge seriously about inviting someone who you know would never say yes. I mean, you're not going to be disappointed if they say no, are you? Because you've gone there expecting them to say no. As well as the great and the good and the friends and the family and all those, don't stop inviting them. But I want you to think of someone who is on the outside. And just invite them. God loves you. He wants you in a, into his banquet hall. Let's pray together.